0: Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, Eliminating Anorexia, Eating, Self and Body Issues. Great to have your company. The title of this episode is Connections That Heal. In the last episode, I spoke about the importance of reaching out from an isolated place. When you have been disconnected, when you have fallen for the lie, you find yourself isolated by the lie that who you are, is not okay, not worthy, not deserving, not good enough. When you find yourself isolated by that lie, disconnected from other people, it's really important to reach out to connections that can affirm, encourage, and nurture, have time and space to nurture you. So that was what I was saying in the last episode. And you know, it is impossible to cover everything in one podcast episode. The other thing I want to say that's really important to understand is that anorexia itself isolates a person. Anorexia, when you are caught in the grip of anorexia, you have fallen for the lie. You have arrived at a place that is so bound and disconnected from others and isolated in fear and shame and feelings of guilt and lack of self-worth, that's where anorexia takes you. Anorexia is such an enemy of life. You know, I was walking by uh, a little possum this morning, and i there were a couple of birds that were trying to attack this possum. It was obviously a damaged possum. It had been injured. And um, I shooed the birds off, and I felt so infuriated At the birds picking on this vulnerable little creature that was hurt and wounded. And you know, it just reminded me of what it's like with anorexia. Because when you are in the grip of anorexia, you know, you have arrived at a place that is fighting for life. You are hanging on to life, often by a thread. And that's not where you started your journey. You didn't start the journey into anorexia from a place of wanting to be fighting for your life, of wanting to be starving your body, of wanting to deal with the guilt and critical, fearful, self hating, self-loathing thinking that goes with anorexia. That's not where you started. I believe you started with a simple desire to feel better about your life, more in control, more safe, more secure in some way. But as we bow the knee to the lie that who we are is not good enough, we find ourselves going into increasing degrees of darkness and bondage. This is a reality. It is across the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health spaces that we occupy as human beings. You know, anorexia is a whole health problem. It affects the whole person, and it needs a whole health, whole person solution. And the reason I'm saying that is because in the last episode, I'm really wanting to say to mums and dads and other caretakers who may be looking on at the person with anorexia, and I certainly did not mean to imply that your lack of care is the reason that loved one is in the position they're in. There are so many factors, both individual, personal, and also situational, environmental, things that you do not have control of. Many things that work together, layered and complex, that go to uh, into the matrix of what leads a person down the path of anorexia. It is not a simple thing, but once it starts... It's a slippery slide into a place that gets uh, more dark, more tight, more bound, less free, less hopeful. That's where the person who is really down the line with anorexia will find themselves. But that's not where where they start. And I certainly did not mean to imply caretakers, mums and dads, that your lack of care is the reason your loved one is there. There will be Lots of factors that have contributed to the start and the maintaining and continuation of that journey down the scales. The very reason I wrote the book, Illuminating Anorexia, in 2012 was to actually pull apart and shine the light on the multi Factoral nature of what was going on in my life in myself and around my life yes in my family but much broader beyond that and in my own understanding and perception and what my personality there were so many factors that went into my decline my descent down the scales into anorexia so I wrote that book Very deliberately to actually pull apart the multifactorial, complex nature of the journey into anorexia. But once we get in that space, things become simplified. We simplify the difficult, complex terrain of our difficult self-experience by controlling calories and kilograms and as we persist in that pathway we get really down the scales we get into some seriously dangerous territory physically we can't think straight because we're starving our brain our emotions which we have been suppressing you know, we've been suppressing our wants, our needs. Anything in us that we feel is not acceptable, we are suppressing that. And that can only go on, that emotional suppression can only go on for so long before there is a response to that. And that will often be a loss of control, binging, etc., which I also talk about in the book and we'll come back to in another episode of this. I don't want to get off the track. You know, whenever I start to talk on one aspect of anorexia, it's so easy to go into another aspect because it is, that's just the nature of dealing with a complex condition. Um, But what I'm trying to say here is connections that heal. So I was saying in the last episode to the young person who is bound by the lie that who they are is not okay, not worthy, not good enough. I was really encouraging that young person to reach out to connections in their world that have the time and the space to affirm and encourage and nurture them. You, if that's you. And I did not mean to imply there that um, your immediate caregivers are problematic. Do you know, I've got to say this. It's really important to um, just say this to people who are listening. When I was in the midst of my anorexia, I was so bound and caught up by the lie that who I was was not okay, and that I was the cause of all the distress in my family, that I was hypervigilant and trigger happy. I was reacting very profoundly to any, anything I perceived in my family environment that was problematic I immediately took the blame for it, started to blame myself, and it drove my anorexia. Was that the problem? Was that the fault of my parents? No. Anorexia had got me to that space. And I want to quote someone that I quote in my book, Roger Slade. Let me just go find that. One second. Roger Slade says, Starvation has the effect of removing people psychologically and physiologically from the situation in which they first decided to control their food intake. I want to read that again. Roger Slade says, starvation has the effect of removing people psychologically and physiologically from the situation in which they first decided to control their food intake. Okay, so what I'm saying in My book is, this is really important to understand, I did not start out on the path to anorexia thinking I was bad or that my parents didn't love me. I started out feeling insecure and uncertain of myself as an adolescent teenage girl for a host of reasons which I explore in my book. It was only as the physiological and psychological consequences of starvation took hold that I began to truly hate and judge myself in the severest of terms. I cannot overstate this. Dieting, restricting food, food control was the wrong solution to my feelings of insecurity and low self-worth. In the long run, this solution compounded these feelings and created a whole new problem in the anorexia. I'm reading from my book that's page 95 if you want to have a look at that and the reason I'm saying that is because that's under a subheading called change of environment and what I was suggesting to the young person who is really bound up in that lie and feeling trigger happy perhaps in their home environment that for me part it was really important in actual fact part of my hospital admission one of the things in hindsight that I can see was really helpful about that was I had the chance to become um, less enmeshed in my home environment where I was reacting because of the anorexia to everything I was seeing. It gave me a chance to step out of that space and experience myself in relationship with others and to... it, it, it gave a chance for that really tight bind of the anorexia to loosen its grip, for me to have some new experiences with other people that where I did not have a history, where I did not have this intense reactivity, where I was able to see and experience myself differently. This was incredibly important. So back to the last episode and what I'm saying here young person and caretakers of that young person, is that when you are isolated by the lie of anorexia, the lie that says to you, you are not good enough, you are not okay, you are not worthy or deserving of food, nurture, and it can get pretty tough can make you feel like you're not even worthy of life. It's such a lie. When I saw that possum with those birds, everything in me wanted to protect that possum from those birds that were picking on this wounded, um, vulnerable creature. And that's what anorexia does to a young person in its grip. It attacks a vulnerable, um, hurt individual who has learned to cope by starving the body and suppressing one's needs. That's a coping strategy and it gets takes on a life of its own. But anorexia is a fierce enemy. And I'm speaking to you, young person caught in that space. And if your current Connections around your world are not, if you're trigger happy there and you cannot feel okay, if you cannot feel a sense of reflected worth and value in those connections, I am not saying that is the fault of those relationships around you. I am saying go to those connections. Let your eyes, I pray as I did last um, episode, that your eyes will be open to see the connections that may be around your world that offer you a chance to experience yourself in a different space, in a space that is not as intensely wound up by history and emotional um, reactivity, which can happen for the young person in their home environment. And it gets worse because parents feel responsible and the child responds to that and it just becomes a vicious cycle. So I am speaking to the young person and I am encouraging you to look out and seek out Other relationships in your world where a person will have the time and space to listen to you, to reflect back to you, your worth and value, where you can sit in a different space and you can hear that because your walls, your defenses that may be so erected in your home environment because of the anorexia, you can let those defenses drop enough to start to receive some nurturing connections. This is the heart of my message. When you are bound and trapped in the lie, by the lie of the anorexia, you need connections. You need nurture. You're starving. You're physically starving and emotionally starving and spiritually starving. You need connections, both human and I would say divine. And I'm going to come back to that one in just a moment. So come back with me.